gentlemen. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay, and I come to you this evening with a message to the American people and some advice to the younger generation. And the advice I have is born from a poll that I saw earlier this year in November of 2019. U.gov conducted a poll of 2,100 people, and it was basically asking questions about whether someone supported capitalism or if they thought communism might be the way to go. Now, as you might expect, the baby boomer generation and Gen X was pretty heavily against communism. But the millennials that were polled, 36% of millennials support changing our economy to a communist system. Now, if you find it shocking that over one-third of 20-year-olds or thereabouts believe that communism is a good way to go, you should not be surprised because Alexis de Tocqueville predicted over 200 years ago that the American experiment would only survive as long as it took for the people to realize they could vote themselves other people's money. And we are seeing the fruits of his prediction land in our lap with the younger generation. Now, I am not casting dispersions toward millennials. I don't want you to take that. I know some of the things I've said to this point sound a little bit pejorative, but I don't blame them for thinking that. Um, I can understand how they have arrived at that conclusion. Number one, generally in your 20s, you don't have a lot of money. You're working an entry-level position at whatever job path you have chosen. And it seems like there's just no way you can get ahead. Now, all of us learn through the years that if you just keep pushing and keep working hard, you will move up in your job. You will get to where you're making more money. You will get to where you have got a little bit of disposable income. Life gets better as you gain experience, as you advance in your career, things do get better. At 20, things can look very bleak, and communism could look very enticing to someone in that position, particularly this generation, because the American education system has went out of their way to not teach today's children anything about the Russian Empire, the Cold War, East and West Germany, the atrocious conditions in Cuba. They don't learn any of that in school. And if you don't learn how oppressive communist countries are to the people, you're all almost certainly going to think that communism probably would be a good thing to try. You feel like, well, you know, we'll all benefit from the fruits of our labors. Everybody will have everything equally. They have not seen the examples that show that, no, that is not at all how it goes. You know, the people that are in the government uh, live like kings. Everybody else struggles to survive. You know, one of the founders of the progressive movement visited Russia just after the Bolshevik Revolution, and in a letter that he sent back to America to his mother, he praised the Russians under Lenin, and what he said was, and he meant this completely earnestly and as a compliment, everyone is poor together. That's not where we want to go, but that is where communism leads when it's established in a country and you have a few people that have all the power and all the money. Again, millennials have not been taught these realities, and so they would probably not understand how it goes, that, goes to that place that quickly. And I will be the first to admit that communism is a good idea on paper. As an idea, it's actually kind of noble. The reality is, when you're dealing with people, human nature gets to be a huge factor, and things run off the rails very, very quickly. Now, most of the people that feel like communism is something we should try in America, most of those people have been to college or are attending college. 
So let me give you an example that I'm sure you have experienced during your travels through the halls of academia. At least once a semester in one of your classes, you have been given an assignment that is a group project, and it's usually divided into five people, sometimes six. Let me see if my experience in doing these group projects is similar to anything you have experienced. In every one of those groups, I have been the one that is willing to do the work. Now, a couple of times I got lucky, and there was one other person that was willing to do their fair share, and me and this other individual would wind up doing about 95% of the work. Of the other three, you would have two that would do some of the work if they were prompted, if you kept communicating with them. They would help out, but they did the absolute minimum. And then you had that final person who did nothing. They did not help. They did not communicate. I have had at least one instance where I was never able to speak to that other person. It's like he did not exist. But of course, he got the same grade that everybody else got, which is part of the reason that he didn't bother to communicate, because he knew that somebody would do the work and he would get a decent grade and he did not have to lift a finger or do any research. He didn't have to type a single word into his computer and he got a decent grade for that project. That happens in communism as well. You've got a couple of people that are willing to do the work. You've got a couple of people that will do the bare minimum if they have to. And you've got some people that will not do anything no matter what. And the problem with that is that causes the people that didn't want to do anything except the bare minimum, once they see the people doing nothing or getting the same as them, they stop doing anything. And then the people that were willing to do the work, suddenly they can't do the work because two people can't do the work of five. And the whole system breaks down. I'm sure you have experienced that in college. That is what happens economically when communism is established in a country. This is also why it is so diabolical and a tragedy that the schools do not teach this stuff to our children anymore. And to be fair, my generation, the schools really didn't have to teach us this stuff. Now, the Cold War was a huge part of the history courses we took. You know, East and West Germany was a big part of that. But the schools really did not need to teach us this stuff because we saw it on the news every single night. And millennials have grown up post the collapse of the Soviet Union. So they have not seen ordinary Russian citizens standing in bread lines. They have not heard the stories of people that speak out against the government being sent to Siberia, never to be heard from again. They have not seen stories of the Stasi in East Germany using fear and violence to keep the citizens compliant. They have not seen photos of people living in squalor literally 20 yards away from freedom and prosperity. They have not seen footage of people dying trying to get over the wall to reach that freedom. So, of course, they don't understand how things are going to go if they get their way in this. And as we've always heard, those who do not understand the past will be forced to relive it. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, but Russia is back. The Cold War is back. We are reliving the past. And it is in great deal thanks to people not understanding how things were when Soviet Union was causing problems for the entire planet. But this is the opportunity for today's millennials because now they can see all these depravities on TV. Now, of course, I know millennials in very large part do not watch the news, and that's a good thing. Because if you're watching CNN or if you're watching Fox, you're not seeing the news anymore. You're seeing editorialized opinions and propaganda. You don't need to watch the news. 
But millennials absolutely love TikTok. A huge number of millennials get their news from TikTok. And on TikTok, I don't watch it. My wife is addicted to it. There is no end to the videos of what's happening in Ukraine, what's happening in Russia. That is one of the giant leap forwards in technology that have happened since the fall of the Soviet Union. And it's something that Putin did not count on. And that is he cannot do a media blackout. The things that he is doing both to his own people and the people of Ukraine, is getting broadcast live for all the world to see. So my message is this. To the millennials that are in this 36% that feel like communism is a good thing to try, I want you to watch how Putin is treating his own countrymen. I want you to watch the TikTok videos of cluster bombs dropping into residential neighborhoods in Ukraine. I want you to watch him arresting protesters in Moscow and sending them to prison because they dared stand outside with a sign that says, bring our troops home. And these are not flukes of Russia. This happens everywhere communism takes hold. When the state is in charge and when you depend on the state completely, you are not a citizen of that country anymore. You are a resource to be used up or thrown away however the dictator of that country sees fit. And a lot of these people that are in favor of communism, they believe the government is going to take care of me. Well, no, the government is not going to take care of you. The government does not know who you are. They are not going to be taking care of you specifically. That's not how it works. Once communism is put into place, there are those that are in the government and there's everybody else. So if communism is established in America, it will be the million or so people that work for the federal government, and there will be the 329 million of the rest of us that are just a resource. The state is the only thing that the state will care about at that point. So please, millennials, turn on TikTok. Watch every news feed you can, every video coming out of Ukraine that you can, the videos that are being posted from Russian citizens that are protesting the war. Consume all of that and try to understand the reality that when you give a government official all the money and all the control, they will happily accept it and you will never get it back. Thank you very much for listening tonight, guys. I know that's a short one, but that really is all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, If you did, leave me a like and a comment and a subscription would always be greatly appreciated. You can leave me a comment at freshrosensoutherner at gmail.com or you can go to the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys, enjoy your Monday tomorrow. I hope everybody had a good weekend and we will talk again very soon. Thank you very much.